Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of an update on the 2X Accelerator and Christie's traffic decline. So I'll kind of open up with that. And then I'll talk about some link building topics. It's a very popular thing to think about and talk about and ask questions about. And I have been testing a few agencies out there and I'll highlight uh, like a five guest post campaign that I picked up from Stan Ventures uh, here recently. And that's a company I've worked with before, but decided to check them out again. So I'll actually go through those links and tell you about them a little bit. And there's actually a couple of them that are pointing at niche site projects. So I could actually share those with you directly and you can go check them out for yourself to see what you think. So those will be linked in the description. And I'm also thinking a lot about site speed and the core web vitals these days. So I might talk uh, just a little bit about that. I don't want to give away too much because I interviewed my friend Matt Giovannisi from moneylab.co and that'll be coming out in, well, in an upcoming episode. I'm not 100% sure at this second when I'm recording this when it's going to go live, but we go much deeper into site speed and I have, a well, hopefully not too much of a rant, but a small thing that I'm struggling with, I'll put it that way, and it won't degrade into a rant. Not this time. All right. So first off, I want to talk about this 2X Accelerator and for the people that maybe didn't listen to some of the other episodes. So Christy is a student of mine. I've been working with her for about two and a half years. She has a site that she's slowly been growing up to a nearly $7,000 per month here in uh, the last couple months. And it's just slowly been growing. No huge leaps or anything, but just steady growth, lots of traffic. And she actually had really terrible core web vitals and load time to the point where basically every single page on her site was not passing any core web vitals. The user experience was, you know, relatively poor from a load time standpoint. And that was reflected um, in any tool that you can use to test, including the Google PageSpeed Insight tool, GT Metrics, Pingdom, fill in the blank, right? It was a slow site. Everyone could agree on that. So, I let her know, hey, there's a service. I think it's a speedy site, which I'll put a link to. I'm an affiliate for them. So they worked on her site for about a week, really improved things, got her load time from roughly, I would say like five to 12 seconds down to like 1.25 to two and a half seconds or so. Very acceptable range, I would say, with ads running. So they did some work and then... Christy has a developer and the developer potentially did some work and tweak things because there were a few items, for example, a speedy site wanted and recommended a specific, uh, like image compression plugin and Christy wanted to use a different one, right? Shouldn't be a big deal. She actually went with a, a, a suite of tools that she was already part of. Uh, I can't remember which one, maybe WP rocket, and it didn't didn't work how it expect how she expected it. A couple things went wrong. Traffic dropped. Um, she contacted me at the end of May, and roughly traffic was down by fifty percent. So my first thing 
that I replied back to Christy with was, hey, have you confirmed that the traffic is actually dropped because the earnings are stable, right? So I said, verify, check your earnings. Do you have other mechanisms to verify the traffic? So she went to her display ads network and checked there. It reflected lower, lower traffic, just like Google Analytics. Her earnings remained stable though. In fact, they were ticking up uh, by like 1%. So like 1% higher than the last couple months, something like that. All right, so I'm going to get to the punchline here. They fucked up the analytics, all right? So it's the first thing that I asked and wanted to verify. They tried to verify in certain ways. Uh, Christy ended up, I think, firing her developer, which unfortunately they've worked together for a long time. But from my perspective, he proved to be fairly incompetent for the things that she needed at the time. And potentially it was going to cost her a lot of money. That's, you know before she knew that the the earnings were stable. She hired a new developer based on my recommendation to, you know, hire someone. And Christy is not technical at all. A lot of the a lot of the things that, you know, I, I maybe look at as second nature, fairly straightforward. She's non-technical, right? She could work in WordPress, you know, work with some of the specific plugins that do certain things and she needed to hire a developer. So she hired someone who could help her out, take a look at the present state. He thought that the analytics were goofed up either uh, at some point with uh, switching plugins or something like that. So at this point, traffic appears to have gone back up to where it was. Now, here's the thing I don't know. I have no idea if the stats that we see are inflated. And then when we saw the traffic drop by 50%, is that accurate? Or is the analytics code in there twice somewhere and we're getting like a double count? That is highly likely. I'm not sure a scenario where that's not the case. So what do we do? Well, I don't know. Things are working. And I mean, I'm not managing the site personally or anything like that. So if she's happy with the analytics that she's getting, And in a relative sense, she understands how much traffic she's getting. That's great. Now, I think one of the couple learnings from this, if your analytics get goofed up and you're seeing a drop or an increase in traffic after you've made changes, there's a good chance you've messed up on your analytics code somewhere in some capacity. So double check that and the way to verify if there's a real impact is to look at your earnings. So the whole time when, you know, Christy was trying to figure out, Hey, <laughs> what's going on? This is weird. I'm getting half the traffic, but I'm earning the same amount. Well, that that's just basically never going to happen. Not in an instant, not overnight, right? That's really odd to see that happen. So always check your analytics, make sure you're looking at the actual real data. The other learnings are if you have backups, make sure that they're actually being backed up. So Christy had a tool that was set up and it was keeping backups for two weeks, which is pretty good. It unfortunately wasn't going to be enough based on when she decided to potentially roll back to a previous instance of the website. So two weeks wasn't quite enough. That was a configurable thing. She could have made it a longer amount of time. The 
bigger sin here is the tool was set up, but it wasn't actually creating the backups for the last six months or something like that. So there was something fucked up with that plugin. I don't know if it was a paid plugin. I've never used it before. I know there are free and paid plugins and so on. I've talked about managed WP and I believe those backups are for three months. However, I'm pretty sure you can, you can configure managed WP to pull those versions off and store it in your cloud, wherever you want to do it. Right. So Google drive, uh, Dropbox, whatever. So I think, I think you can configure that, but the point is know how to do a backup, make sure your backups are running and know how to do it. So if you're using a tool like managed WP, it's probably going to be fine. That is a corporate environment and they, they kind of manage things a little better. So I would spot check you. Obviously you can't always trust that uh, another company is not going to goof it up, but if you spot check, you're probably going to be in good shape. I've been using managed WP for several years and consistently I have three months of backups. I have no issues over there. So make sure it's backing up. Also make sure that you know how to restore the backup. So that was one of my big gripes with the developer that Christy had to fire. He was not confident to restore from the backup. So what the fuck, right? That's insane. Like that, that is a pretty basic piece of uh, functionality. If I can do it and figure it out through Googling a little bit, then it, it can't be that hard. I don't think that said he should have been able to figure that out. Right. Even if he didn't know, even if he hasn't done it before, he should be able to figure it out, especially if it potentially was a, you know, $3,500 per month issue that, uh, you know, he should be able to figure that out. Pretty important thing. So make sure you are indeed backing things up, spot check, make sure it's not on your local server with your hosting company. Some hosting companies do offsite backups for you anyway. So that's cool. I would probably use a third party though, just to have some redundancy in the situation. And then finally, make sure that you can indeed restore from a backup. Maybe one of the most important steps in there. So make sure you can do that. All right. So that said, we'll get an update in the next uh, you know couple of weeks here from Christy. And turns out, it was just a goof up with analytics and her earnings are probably going to be just fine. It's always extremely stressful though. And shout out to the people that sent emails in with suggestions, things to check. Some people went pretty deep. Some people have seen this sort of thing happen before. So thanks a lot to the folks that sent in those emails, pretty detailed. And I did pass them along to Christy. So she appreciated it too. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Otis Global. They're the source for age domains with strong backlinks and excellent branding. Today, we're going to look at a specific domain. I do want to let you know that you can join Otis, O-D-Y-S dot global using my link. It's an affiliate link. So if you end up buying something, I'd get a commission, which I 
greatly appreciate. But the thing is, you can get $100 into your account. So there's no reason not to, you know, give it a shot. So in this case, we're going to look at a specific domain featured for today. So this one is cultivatewines.com. And this is a pretty old domain. It's 11 years old. And it was actually a an old like wine label, essentially. So they were going to promote their own cultivate wines out of the US. So I guess they're from the West Coast area. And it had articles and galleries related to wine events, as well as some simple recipes to pair with your favorite wine. So it's in the food and beverage and alcohol area, domain rating of 20, domain authority of 33, at least uh, the last time I checked. And it's a very brandable domain. I think you can set it up as an affiliate site for home brewing and wine in general. There's also there's also people that make wine at home, vinters, winemakers, but a lot of people that ferment things, uh, they ferment beer, wine, cider, whatever. So anyway, this is a pretty awesome uh, domain as far as the things that you can cover. Very similar to home brewing beer, home brewing or uh, winemaking is, uh, I mean, people are obsessed. They spend a lot of money on it. So there are kits, there's various products that you need to use to make wine at home. So you could review all that stuff. Additionally, there are courses and different, uh, I guess, affiliate programs that are not physical products. So digital products that you can refer people to as well. So that said, you, there's plenty of room to you know promote products in general, but there's tons of informational content as well. So there's a lot of how-to stuff and different things that you can teach people or at least cover that information. So lots of topics. Of course, if you end up going the informational route, which I think you should probably have informational and affiliate review content, but the informational you could put ads on. Now that said, let's look at some of the power behind this domain. So we're going to hop over to href. So we see cultivatewines.com. Domain rating of 20, it has 196 referring domains. We can see that right here. And then we can also see that there are 165 do follow domains. So I typically look at the number of referring domains and the do follow are the ones that matter the most. So with that said, let's look at some of the referring domains. So we have Wikipedia, Vimeo, Scientific America. So these are all of them. Of course, Wikipedia is not a followed link, but we can just filter here and we can see Mercury News, brownpapertickets.com, Architectural Digest Parade, Fordham EDU, orange.com, uh, cookinglight.com, independent, tasting table, Nashville scene, and so on. The point being there are a lot of awesome links. So I would I would speculate, you know, if you want to get into the wine space or somehow in the alcohol or beverage area, of course you can just run with this. If you have a food blog already, I would speculate that you potentially could put together a silo or a section of your website, a cluster of content around food, beverages, and uh, alcohol, really. So if you had that section, you could redirect this specific age domain to that 
cluster of content. And, and really it's like an acquisition. It's a great way to look at it. So anyway, if you're interested in this domain, maybe you have a food blog or something, this could be a great way to branch out into the wine, beverage, and alcohol area, for example. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, there have been several homebrew topics in the domains that we've featured from Otis. So you could put together a little acquisition package where you're getting a section or a domain on wine, you're getting a domain on homebrewing beer, and then you're kind of putting them together in, into one more powerful domain. So just, just a thought. And thanks again to Otis Global. Let's get back to the show. Let's talk about link building now. So I have tested a couple things that I haven't done before. And one of them is forum link building. So I went to Upwork and I hired about, I think I hired four different contractors, freelancers out there. And you know what? It was kind of a shit show in certain ways. They... Some people kind of got what I was trying to do. And then other people, they tried to pitch me like a whole like long-term SEO package, which is frustrating for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm, I was pretty clear. I have a very brief job listing for this. And I was kind of, I was very straightforward. Hey, this is a trial. I want to test this out. I would like to get I can't remember. Um, I, I think maybe I said like 20 forum links to a handful of posts. And I said, you know, here's my budget. So some people, it's kind of weird over on Upwork. So sometimes people completely ignore the budget and then they're hundreds of times higher than what you were aiming for. And I don't know what they think is going to happen when they propose that, but it makes no sense, right? So throw those people out. A couple people, like I said, tried to pitch a whole SEO package and they said, oh, you know, um, what you should do is publish high quality content and then try and do link building. And it's going to take six months. I'm looking for, you know, a few weeks turnaround, something like that, maybe a month or so, two, four weeks. And they were trying to sell me some huge thing and I kind of steered them in the right direction. Other times people just didn't communicate very well. And it was clear that there was going to be potentially some issues. Now, one of the forum set of links, one of the contractors, they were fine. They got what I was talking about. They were going to get me, you know, quote, high authority, uh, high domain links from relevant sites. Now, this is probably the most uh, sort of interesting one. And I, I am, I was a little confused. So this guy sent the report back and he was like, all right, I got links over here on like Apple forums and like Google forums. And essentially they, they were support for these big brands. So again, Apple, uh, Google were the, the big ones that I remember. And there were a couple others, but generally they were support forums. So he would hop in there, ask some legit question. Hey, I'm having trouble with the formatting on this specific page, or I have a, uh, like a song on iTunes and I'm having trouble configuring this piece of the, 
whatever format, I don't know. So I'm having trouble formatting it. And I, you know, I would looked at these posts and I could tell that he posted them, but I didn't see any links in there. There, there were no links at all. When I asked him about it, he said, well, I've been, I put links in there so that they won't get flagged. He said, it's very hard to get links in these forums. So basically I hide it in commas and periods, other small punctuation (laughs) or in spaces, right? He essentially hides the links so that if a moderator or administrator looks, they don't see anything. They would have to have all the links sort of flagged using an extension or some other piece of functionality. So when he mentioned that, I obviously realized, well, those links are probably going to be fairly suspect, right? I I would imagine Google might even just throw those out. Like there's no anchor text associated with it. It's a piece of punctuation. So that's weird. It's not normal, even though a link does show up. I would probably throw out those links if I was Google. That said, Many of you are thinking, hey, forum links, those are probably no follow, right? Like this is a pretty old strategy. And indeed, that is true. Most of them are no follow. However, there are some really active forums and sometimes you'll actually get some traffic through there, especially if it's a relevant type topic. So this was fairly interesting to see. I haven't noticed, it's only been a a short amount of time, so I haven't noticed specifically uh, more traffic coming through those links. That said, there were some forums that were do follow links. Now, when I went to take a look at them, they kind of looked like shitty forums, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if many people read them or why they're set up, but they sometimes have fairly high DA. One of the freelancers actually did a pretty nice job researching and finding forums that were roughly relevant in in the same genre as what I was looking for. And I was kind of amazed because I, number one, I didn't think there were any forums in an adjacent uh, industry or set of topics, but there are several. He found like 20 of them or so. And that made me pretty confident that There are a lot of other forums out there, even though, um, you know, I'm not a frequent forum user or anything like that, but there are lots of them out there and it's usually people that are fairly obsessed with a topic. So it was interesting to see that he was able to not only find those, but land some forum posts. I think most of those were no follow, but a couple could have been do follow. So couple quick tips if you want to check this out. The good thing is you basically can do this for free. Of course, it it costs time or you could hire someone to do it. But generally, you should be able to create a user and become a member of that forum, whatever forum you're taking a look at. Most likely, you'll have to warm up that user. So you may not be able to put links in your post for a little while, or if if you can put links, they're going to be sort of scrutinized and they don't want spammers in their forums. So this is, um, you know, if I was a forum owner, I wouldn't really like, I wouldn't really like this, but at the same time, you are becoming a user and if they're earning money via ads 
or advertising your user and you're viewing the site and you're increasing the page views. So from one perspective, it's creating a weak forum. On the other side, a forum owner who's earning money from ads, maybe they don't really care if you're there to spam, (laughs) if you're a user that shows up and increases the page views. So double-edged sword, perhaps. The point is you would have to warm up your account. You would need to go in, reply to other threads, become a member, pretend like you're a member of the community and you give a shit. And maybe you ask questions, maybe you provide some answers, but you just interact and become a member of that forum. So if someone looked at your account, they would see, oh, you joined a couple of weeks ago, you're interacting, you seem enthusiastic about whatever the topic is. And oh, look, there's one off topic post that you created over in the off topic board, but no big deal. Um, you're an active member of the community. So that's kind of the way it works. And I don't have a handle on how long it takes to warm up an account. It could be based on the amount of time, like I said, maybe a couple of weeks or so, or the number of posts that end up getting approved. And again, your sort of interaction with the overall community. So that is a way to approach it. Now, further, another one of these contractors had a list. He had a database. Well, it's probably just a spreadsheet, but he had a list of forums that he could post in. So he has already warmed up his accounts there. Now, it could be a little could be a little weird if one person just you know posts all these links and stuff like that. But at the same time, he can pretty quickly go through, find relevant forums or forums that are fairly lenient or have a broad topic base, and then post there and put your link in there. So I don't know if the links that I got are going to help in any capacity, but I do know a couple of the URLs that I, that I got links to, they were ranking with absolutely zero external links in general. So that's pretty good, right? There's a few internal links, but the good part is they were ranking okay with no links. So now, even if there's kind of not very authoritative links from sites that are no follow, there are a couple and the anchor text is highly relevant. Sometimes the topic is relevant too. So we'll see how it goes. I I don't know if it would be a way to rank a very competitive term. I don't think you would be able to do it. But if you are looking at, you know, getting links for inexpensive, for free, things that are I would I would say these are fairly low risk. Number one, there are no follow links. Uh, number two, if you are doing this yourself, you could obviously keep track. And if you ever run into issues, you could disavow those links. If you hire someone to do it, like I did, then I have a list and I can also disavow those links. So fairly low risk. And again, there there are no follow links generally most of the time anyway. So something to take a look at. Now, generally, I, I still lean towards guest posting. Guest posting and niche edits are probably going to be enough to do what you need to do most of the time. Now, it's it's getting weird out there. It's getting weird because there are so many services that are 
doing the outreach for you, or they have a list of websites that they work with. They could, you know, find your niche. They'll look at their database, contact the site owner, and then have a guest post posted. If you do this naturally and you actually go out and land those guest posts, and I'm thinking of some of my peers in the internet marketing space where it's really competitive, super competitive. We're all marketers. If you are established and you're able to write well, you can land guest posts on big sites. It is a tremendous amount of work, but I've seen it work really well in the last year, in the last six months where sites, bloggers sort of come out of nowhere. Usually the person has 10 years of experience beforehand, and then they start a new blog and they're really tightly focused on doing strong keyword research really high quality content on their site and then promote the hell out of it by guest posting over and over again and getting, you know, 50 links pointing to a specific post from highly relevant sites with guest posts, like just straight up guest posts. So over time, those work and you can go and and check this out and see for yourself if you start Googling around you'll probably start seeing these and you see sites that have just a ton of links, really strong domain rating, lots of work, but certainly doable. So I hired Stan Ventures and actually there's a promotion associated with this. So you can save a little money. I'm an affiliate, so I get a commission if you do sign up and make a purchase. The good thing with Stan Ventures is they, uh, they're fairly economic. So I talked about Kyle a couple weeks ago, and I don't know the exact cost of certain things. There's different packages you might want to select based on your needs, but it, it's more economic than some of the other brands and other agencies that you'll run across. So it, it is a interesting industry because there's some really cheap links that you can get and there's some really expensive ones. So have a look and I'll tell you about some of the links that I have here. So I got two links over to Niche Site Project, which I can tell you about a little more specifically. One is to uh, how to find a profitable niche and the other one is Amazon Affiliate Examples. So I provided those two URLs and I provided the topic, which basically was the anchor text that I wanted. So I wanted specific anchor text based on what I was trying to rank for and the existing links to those pages. So they were able to deliver uh, exactly what I was looking for with the anchor text. The, the other part is I'm, I'm reasonable with the anchor text. So it was highly relevant. Basically, I used the title of the page or some variation of it. So very close to that. So nothing out there. These are not necessarily like money keywords, like best wireless mouse or anything like that. So for those two links, the domain authority is 56 for one of them. And the domain rating is 33 for that specific link. And the SEMrush estimated traffic is 174,000 per month. And the other link is a domain authority of 64 with a domain rating of 60. The SEMrush estimated traffic is 26. 
8,000 per month. In both cases, these were sort of general news sites. So the sort of downside for that is the overall website is not related to the marketing topics that I was trying to get links to. However, the specific articles were directly related to the topic. And the sentence was related, the sentence where the link is, was related to the topic as well. So the overall sites didn't have strong relevancy for internet marketing or affiliate marketing or anything like that, but the specific articles were highly relevant. So best case scenario, it's on a site that is affiliate marketing related. That would have been fantastic. However, that's kind of tough to do. It's, it's hard to get the exact niche and have everything line up perfectly. So the other cool part is they're able to deliver really quickly. So it was only, uh, I think it was about three weeks to have all of these five links built. Now, the other three links are to a site where I'm doing some testing and the domain authority for those other three links are 52, 44, and 44. And then the domain rating is 63, 70, and 64. Traffic for those sites is 72,000, 16,000, and 21,000 per month, respectively. And that's as reported from Sam Rush. So all the metrics and stuff that I just read you, those were accurate as of the time when I verified the report. Um, these stats change from time to time. So sometimes the domain rating could be a little higher or a little lower depending on what's going on and some of the other data out there. So if you want to check out these specific live links that are pointing to Niche Site Project, you can check the description or the show notes here and have a look yourself. So I think it's important to note if you go out there and, and buy links Technically, Google doesn't like that, right? So they they don't want us to go out and buy links. However, it's basically impossible to verify. Now, the, the one thing that I'm not sure how Google, Google cracks down on this or what extent this is done, but if you go check out a site and you see they have a sponsorship page, a guest posting, how to write for us, they have advertising, and then like 80% of their content is clearly a guest post where there's a link going to some money site. If that's the case, I suspect it's fairly straightforward and fairly easy for Google to detect that um, probably in an algorithmic level where they don't have to go manually check. Of course, if you go manually check, that's pretty obvious. Now, We've talked about the inbound versus outbound link idea, and I think that's probably one of the ways that Google can can verify. And that said, I know that uh, Kyle, uh, who joined me for an interview a few weeks back, he does look at that as one of the metrics. So the idea is you don't want to have too many outbound links compared to your inbound links. You can go and check that with... Uh, you know, various backlink checking tools. Ahrefs is probably the best one to use. Their database for backlinks seems to be superior. They have uh, the best database out there outside of Google, as far as I know. As I was doing some research for this episode, I Googled a term. 
I googled link building ideas and ended up on the HREF's blog. It's a pretty great blog. They know what they're talking about. They have great writers and a content uh, team in general. This specific article is nine easy link building strategies that anyone can use. And Josh Hardwick wrote this. Joshua, I guess. And now funny thing, I've had to record this section a couple times because my Google Home device is listening to me and it's trying to talk back. It's telling me it doesn't understand what I'm asking it. So hopefully I'm going to push through because I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of redoing it, but these devices, they are, they're intense. Okay. So moving on, there are nine ideas. I'm not going to talk about all of them. Some of them I, I don't think are probably worthwhile for the sites that I have. I think they can work in other cases. I'm, going to highlight something that or a couple things that may work well for things that uh, I work on. So one is unlinked mentions. So this would be if you have a brand or an idea out there where people talk about it, but maybe they haven't linked to you. So for me, I'm thinking of niche site project where sometimes people either mention niche site project, Doug Cunnington, my name, or maybe the keyword golden ratio and they don't link back. They've obviously like recognized some thing that I'm doing and they have mentioned me or the KGR. And I could probably go and reach out to those folks and say, hey, why don't you link to the original source and you can link to my homepage, you can link to this KGR article or the video or something like that. So that would probably be pretty effective. And I suspect that if I wanted to, you know, just hire a researcher to go out there and find all the mentions of keyword golden ratio that are not linked, I could probably do that fairly easily, find contact info, and then send out a fairly standard email. Probably wouldn't be that hard. And if they already know who I am, it's probably probably a good chance you're going to add that link. So before I started talking about that, I was just about going to talk myself out of even trying, but it actually doesn't sound that bad. The downside is if you don't have an established brand of any kind that, and people aren't mentioning you, then, well, there's nothing, there's nothing to research. If you wanted to set up like a Google alert for your name, for example, you can sort of monitor on an ongoing basis. And if you ever saw that someone mentioned you, then you can go ahead and reach out to them right after they publish it or right after you get that alert. So pretty good idea. Uh, another area is link reclamation, reclamation, reclamation is how we're going to pronounce that. And essentially that would be where Links are removed, and for some reason, uh, maybe they've migrated to another uh, CMS or something like that. The link gets broken or something. Sometimes it's you know linking sort of to the wrong spot, or you've changed URLs or something like that. So you can go and, and reach out. This would potentially be a little more manual because you'd have to do uh, some more research. But at the same time, you know, with a tool like Hrefs, this is not sponsored or anything, you can see the links that are lost over time. Obviously, find out the contact information and see what's going on. 
All right. The other one that I'll mention here is uh, the content repurposing and syndication. So I have ended up doing this through content repurposing, especially on the YouTube side. So I haven't been doing it as much lately, but when I was really focused on creating more unique YouTube videos, I would check out a blog post that I wrote or some idea or concept that I have already thought about generally uh, already have the content ready. And then I would just put it into a different format like video or a podcast. And then you're able to link from that YouTube video or from the podcast page. And then you end up with a link. Now, as I mentioned before, like forum links are generally no follow. The links on YouTube are no follow, but you may actually get some traffic. And a cool part with YouTube is it's not only a search engine, but people get suggested videos that they're potentially interested in. So if they watch the video and whatever you're saying is compelling enough, you can actually get them to uh, follow that link, go back to your site, which I believe is the mark of an effective, good nofollow link. If you're actually getting traffic through that nofollow link, well, shit, you're getting traffic. That's a good thing, right? And I think Google recognizes the fact that if you are getting traffic through a nofollow link, it's probably a pretty decent link. The visitors on that site are interested in it. So I think that's it for link building now. I have always been you know, a proponent of link building, but I haven't been one to explore and go deeper and deeper and come up with different link building ideas and stuff like that. There are so many interesting and creative ways to do it. And I'll mention one more that I've, I heard way back, I think on uh, Spencer's Niche Pursuits blog with, uh, I think it was Hayden Miyamoto, if I, if memory serves. And this was years ago, but he talked about using images and creative commons. And I used to use Flickr creative commons almost exclusively for the images on my sites. And essentially you could set up the, the license, the creative commons license in the way that people can use it is to link back to your site. And sure enough, after, you know, some, this, again, this is a couple of years ago, but I ended up getting a request to link back to sometimes they were competitors. Sometimes they were just uh, random other sites in adjacent niches, but I, I used their image and they said, Oh, you know what? You're using the image and you've linked back to the creative commons and Flickr. That's fine. But you also need to link back to our homepage It's clearly spelled out in our licensing and what you need to uh, attribute the credit to. So I ended up adding links to those those sites and it was a great link building technique. Now I had never went this route, although I love photography and I probably could have taken a few hundred pictures and, and taken that route. There is a set of activities and admin that you would have to do. I'm sure there's tools and things that you can do, systems that you can set up. So it's much easier to detect when someone's using your image and then you contacting them, I suspect it could be all automated and that potentially could be a tool idea where you go and search and find images that are used that are some, uh, someone owns the license and copyright. And then you contact whoever's using that image and you ask for 
the link. So anyway, there are lots of link building ideas out there. And if people are interested in that specific one, I think if you just go start searching for Creative Commons image link building, I think you could probably find a couple case studies on it. And, you know, my my mind's racing now. I was going to say, if someone was looking to either start a link building agency or start an internet marketing blog, that would be a really cool case study. It would take a little while to run, but if you were able to build a handful of links using that technique and then document it really well, I'm sure that you could be featured in you know different areas. People would want to interview you. People would want to talk about your success in that link building capacity. So you could even do a whole you do a whole course on that, I suspect. All right. A couple things with the site speed. I do need to mention, uh, you know, there's an upcoming episode where I go a lot deeper and uh, my friend Matt joins me as well. The thing that I've been struggling with, with it's only one site and it's a niche site project. My site loads really fast, typically about half a second or so. I've stripped so much away over the past, you know, two and a half, three years. So it's loading really fast. I'm very happy with the user experience. However, when I go into the search console, I see that my core web vitals, I'm still in the warning phase. So it's not completely failing for mobile, but it's not great. And if I test with GT metrics, if I test with the PSI tool, it scores in the 90s or GT metrics, it scores 100 the last couple times when I checked here. So I'm, I'm failing in one specific area, and that's the largest contentful paint, the LCP. Is that what it is? Largest contentful paint. And I'm puzzled. I am puzzled because I don't have huge images. I'm not doing anything very weird. And the LCP is the largest sort of section that takes up space. And the issue I'm having is with the headline, the title of the post, and it takes up, you know, it's kind of a large font. So on the phone, it takes up more space and I'm puzzled. I don't know what's going on. I actually reached out to the support for my theme, which is the focus WordPress theme. And it's uh, Chris Pearson who has joined me on the show a couple of times, I think. And he, he basically called bullshit on it. He's like, you know, the, Google's tool is not testing properly. So he checked it out on GT metrics and he said, Oh, your, your site's loading super fast. Their mechanism for testing that is flawed in some capacity. And I tend to believe it because the user experience is pretty much fine. It's very fast. And if you check compared to other sites, like, uh, I don't know, check like a news site, like CNN.com, run that through PSI, see what you get. Right. So there's some weird kind of anomalies. And of course, you know, maybe CNN doesn't care if they rank in Google for anything because it's a new site. It's a little bit, well, it's a completely different business model. But the point is, I am puzzled with this LCP. Uh, Some other folks over at the moneylab.co pro community, they've suggested using Cloudflare, right? Someone said, hey, I, I was having trouble with uh, some other core web vitals, I started using Cloudflare and then it was fixed. Now, the big puzzling thing is I'm using the same theme on multiple sites 
And some of the sites that actually load slower score 100 and have no issues for core web vitals. So it's a little bit puzzling here. I'm not 100% sure what the issue is. Now, one thing I, I realized in the last uh, couple hours here is I'm using different caching plugins because I'm using different hosting companies. So all my sites that are hosted over on SiteGround tend to be fine. And I have two sites on MDD hosting that are using this theme. And one of them is scoring 100 for the core web vitals and niche site project is not. Now, they're both using the same caching plugin, generally set up the same. The only the only big difference that I can think of is most of the traffic on niche site project, or sorry, some of the traffic on niche site project is uh, international, right? So potentially the user experience for the international users is not as fast. Uh, even though I have a CDN running, a worldwide CDN, I'm, again, I'm puzzled. And I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, I'm optimizing the last 98%. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have any major issues with this since the site loads fast in general, but I'm so close. I kind of want to figure out what little tweak needs to be made. And chances are, I mean, I am, I'm a flawed human as we all are. I'm pretty sure I screwed something up at some point and I'm not sure what it is. So uh, as I'm looking through and like asking people to help out, I'm hoping that someone will figure it out and say, Oh, you know what? You have some, uh, some weird CSS code at, at the uh, beginning here and you added an extra semicolon. And if you just remove that semicolon in a bracket, you're going to be in good shape. But for me, I have no clue. It's just, I'm, I'm so close I'm so close and it's even more frustrating because I have slower sites. I mean, they're still fairly fast and they load in two seconds or something or a second and a half, but they're scoring higher and they're on a slower server too. So I, I just can't quite crack that nut. All right. Well, shoot me an email if you're uh, running through some of these core web vital ideas. If you have ideas, if you check out niche site project and go have a look at a post and maybe test it a couple times and say, oh, you know what? It looks like it's this area here, but I'm, I'm not even using any fancy fonts. I'm using the system fonts for, I'm not sending a font. I'm saying, I don't care what font you use, whatever you have on your computer, whatever your OS uses, use that one. So I am not like doing anything weird with a headline or font or text or anything like that. So help me people help me let me know let me know if you have an idea all right i think that's it for today and quick shout out for stan ventures so have a look at the link in the show notes we got a pretty sweet special going on for this week and e even if it's if you listen to this in the future you still will be able to go have a look at stan ventures and of course thanks to otis those age domains kick ass. So we'll catch you next week. Have a great day out there.